0: Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. But today we have a really interesting lady. What she does now is nothing like what she used to do back in the day, which is often the case that people when they are going to business, they want to get away from what they were doing before and going to something completely different. And she loved podcasts but I won't babble on about it too much. We'll just get into it.
0: If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. I'm Lindsay. I run a podcast, video production and audiobook agency. I'm based up in the Northwest. And I keep saying I'm based in the Northwest, but my team are all over the country. So we're not based anywhere really. So we work with entrepreneurs. We work with small businesses. We work with some very large businesses as well. And we help them to either start a podcast or grow an existing podcast. And we also sort of do production and so on. Yeah, I've also had three podcasts of my own. I'm also the founder of Emmeline, which is just in the middle of launching now. Yeah, which I saw new... that on your LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, What's that? It's not fully launched yet. It launches on International Podcast Day, um, end of September. But it's a podcast network for people who identify as women and non-binary podcasters. So it's going to be Bloody awesome, even though I do say so myself. So, yeah, we do a lot of things. I've got my finger in a lot of pies, and you know, I'm that archetypal. Lots of interest, lots of different ideas as an entrepreneur and not enough time to do it all. So how did you get into this then? So my background is massively different to this. So HR, mentoring, training is my background. So I was in corporate for over 20 years and I was desperate to get out because the job that I signed up for was sort of helping, supporting people through their careers. And it ended up being like a PR job in the end. It was, you know, reputation management for the companies I was working for. I just wanted to get out. I was sick of it. So I I got out of HR, started my own consultancy. All the time that I was wanting to get out, I was listening to podcasts. I was like on the car park that is the M25 every week just Hmm. sat there listening to these podcasts, like dreaming of a different type of life for myself. And I said to myself, when I start my business, I'm going to start a podcast because this is awesome. I, I love this. I love what I'm doing here. I started as a HR consultant doing business coaching and so on. I was getting inundated with requests about podcasts. Like, how have you done this? Like, how do you make money from it? How do you know what microphone do I need? how the heck have you done it, Lindsay? I started to do sort of little workshops on the side as you do. And then it got to the stage where over 50% of the work that I was doing with to do was podcasting. So I just took a really, (laughs) some would say naive, a huge, big leap and just went for it and said, okay, I'm not going to do any of that anymore. I'm going all in on podcasting. So yeah, I started the agency. We've built, we've got six employees now. We work with people all over the world. Been fantastic.
1: It's that often is. you should be in the thing nope. that you love and what you meddle in, and it's it's hard because when people say, well, I love playing football, well, I'm probably not going to play for like <laughs> you know Premiership or whatever it may be. But actually, if you really look at the things that you, you just can't help but meddle in, so you were listening to a lot of podcasts anyway. Yeah. It's like we do the social media coaching now, and I was always asked, like, well, how do you do LinkedIn? Yeah. What do you do? I was always showing all, because my background's recruitment, yeah. so the enemy, you're the enemy being HR. Well, either your great partner's HR or the enemy, depending whether you use this or not. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so in, in, <laughs> that's how I see it anyway. In recruitment, I was always having to show my clients all sorts of people how to use LinkedIn, and that was kind of wound mm. up ended up doing this so it's funny how um, things turn I noticed actually we've had a couple of people that you do the podcast for have been podcast guests on here so do you
2: like niche in any particular style of podcasts or how do you how do you get clients and how do you decide who to work with
1: when I started
0: it was everyone
2: yeah as you do when you get started (laughs) oh my god they want to work with me
0: great yeah it's like wow (laughs) truth (laughs) time at the end of the day isn't it yeah you know sometimes you can't afford to niche when you're starting out when I started I thought actually do I want to work with these people do I want Mm-hmm. with those. What I found was it was people who were starting podcasts that sort of help other people. So I, I don't help people start like hobby podcasts, for example, or ridiculous coffee, keto, whatever podcast, you know, I'm not into the diet culture. I'm not into anything like that. So anything that is helpful to other people and it's a business related podcast, that's what I support them with.
1: You want to be helping people that impact yeah. The world more, yeah. Do more, yeah. I I, I completely get. And the thing is, you know, you've got to listen to every second of that podcast and bring it together and produce it. So, got to enjoy it. I can't imagine, like, oh, if I was listening to one about like finance or something, or you know, you just you fall asleep doing your job.
0: We do have a few sort of money related podcasts, but they're more sort of focused on the mindset. Of money mindset rather than this is how you accumulate wealth. You know, it's all about mindset really rather than anything else. So, what Uh, makes a good
2: podcast? What
0: makes a good podcast is a podcast that has a strategy. So, I'm talking about this from the business podcasting world. Yeah. So, if you're starting a podcast that is going to help you grow a business, grow a reputation, grow an audience. You've got to have a strategy because why on earth would you do it anyway? So a good podcast knows its purpose. It knows its audience. It knows what it's trying to do. It knows its goals. But then most importantly, it's delivering content that their ideal listeners want to actually hear about, not the content that's easiest for you to create. It's the stuff that other people aren't talking about or the stuff that is difficult for you to produce and and do and put together. But actually, it's going to be gold when it gets out there.
1: Do you know, I went on a, a podcast training course years before we even got this podcast off the mm. ground. There was loads of people on it. And then they also did like a quarterly sort of catch up. And uh, we'd go along and I'd sort of say, oh, what's your podcast going to be about? So many people, they just wanted to like talk about themselves. That yeah. that seemed to be the, oh, I want a podcast. Why? And uh, you, they didn't really have a real why other yeah. than they just wanted to waffle on about this thing, which I guess that's the kind of the beauty about podcasts is the fact that you can do mm. that if you wanted to. But it's yeah if you're like, happy well, to have no listeners yeah, yeah. if you yeah or like your mom <laughs> well actually my mom won't listen she don't listen to this thank goodness because sometimes <laughs> she might do she just might not re- tell you she don't she don't she don't look like okay. you don't no don't worry don't <laughs> 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 reference things and then she's listening but they, it did shock me the percentage of people that were like oh i just want to talk about this well that's what you want to do what do your listeners want to hear and i think you know if you want to start a podcast guys get a podcast you know somebody like Lindsay to help you because otherwise you won't have the strategy and like, you, you wonder why no one's listening um, and yeah. i think the other big thing i'm asking you is like what percentage would you say of people actually start the podcast and then quit because oh my God, i've so seen many. that a lot as well so many
0: so there are currently over four million podcasts that's like like really
2: hard to try and find a new one You're scrolling 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 <laughs> it's time for sleep <laughs> <I> miss the <laughs> miss really? my window
0: so there are 4 million but there are less than 1 million it's actually around six hundred and fifty thousand that are producing regular consistent content Mm. so there aren't as many producing weekly content like you ladies do for example Mm. so i often say to people like i said to you at the beginning we do youtube and we do podcasts as well but if you're looking for a platform where you're gonna sort of buy loyal listeners and buy attention spans a podcast is the way to go because it's over 80 percent of a podcast is listened to by the mm. average listener. And it's only 33% for a video. You know, it gives you an yeah. indication. So, yeah. You're literally, literally in
2: someone's head, aren't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yes. exactly yeah. that. And that's valuable nowadays, isn't it? Right. It's valuable. And a
1: little bit scary. Those voices mm. in
2: your head are me and <laughs> Hannah.
1: That's, that's scary. scary. <laughs> yeah, that
2: is. Scary. So, do you still have a podcast, Lindsay?
0: I'm not producing my own at the moment. We're working on a new one for the autumn, but I've had three in my time. So, mm. I- been there, done that, done it, and now I spend more time helping others do this. Yeah, but the the value of podcasting my goodness I've just seen so many valuable results that people have had you know and I think just the people you get to meet and the opportunities that open up and yeah the fun you can have especially if you like you ladies are doing where you've got like a double act going on and you've got a partner to bounce off
1: yeah it's really fun isn't it and we get great guests on as well you know people that you wouldn't probably won't get like half an hour Mm -hmm. 45 minutes of those those particular people's time if you you know if you just (laughs) or can we have a chat with you they'll (laughs) Stuff. <laughs> who are you Why you, are you yeah. But you know they're on the podcast you're you're helping them out promoting them and then obviously get into chat with cool people as well
0: I think that you know you become part of the media as soon as you hit publish don't you so you've got a reason to reach out to that person you've always really wanted to talk yeah.
1: to numbers of podcasts
2: did it go up massively during lockdown oh
0: my so all goodness, the celebrities yeah.
2: seemed to kind of jump on the bandwagon because they needed some kind yeah. of outlet didn't want to have just they needed some an audience didn't they so yeah they're they they Massively did, and yes, it hugely grew. So, at the start of
0: lockdown, I was thinking, Oh, god, how is this going to affect podcasts? Because at the time, so many people were listening on the commute, weren't they? Right? So, yeah, yeah. that all stopped and just stopped. Listeners didn't, it just skyrocketed. I suppose it was people going out on their once a day
2: walk yeah. they were allowed to and do And if you've got a boring job to do around the house like ironing or something like that I yeah. just put my earphones in and just like listen to something I listen to quite a lot of comedy podcasts and things yeah. like that so Me too. It does help that boring task. To go. Yeah, putting yeah, the clothes away is the worst job ever. Well, and the way. shopping as well. I hate that job as well. I run every day and always listen to podcasts or audiobooks, never music, and everyone's like, oh, what, what tracks do you listen to for music and for running? And I'm like, no, just listen to books. And they're like, well, that doesn't sound like it will make you go very fast. I'm like, oh, I would not care How's about that, going? but it's lovely. Like someone telling you a story in your ear as you just plod yeah. along by the canal. It's lovely because mm. it's all
1: out there for free. And you
2: still, but you still meet people where you go. Oh, what's podcasts they go like, oh no I haven't really got into podcast yet when like, say, what what's a, pod-
0: what's a
1: podcast what's but I, fi- I don't know be? about you I find that really exciting News yeah. is a massive market Loads still the- to come yeah, exactly. I listeners. love it when they've never had podcasts and then they get ours so I like the idea that we've got that podcast but it's only got ours on there <laughs> I like yeah, that. Don't find any of those. Just stick with us. That's all, that's all you need. Oh, and maybe some of Lindsay's clients. <laughs> we'll let them
0: yeah, some of my clients too. <laughs> some of
1: them. Some of the club podcast guests have been on. But yeah, it's a, it's strange how it's changed. It's good. It's really good. But yeah, it, lockdown just made it stronger and stronger. And Clubhouse actually, I think, made podcasts stronger because there's some people saying, oh, a podcaster's worried now we've got Clubhouse. No, you did. It's like, means that people are more open to listening and it's interesting what you said yeah. about sha part of her program she's now doing in audio um mm. and i've seen that five-day challenges we used to a five-day challenge a while back mm. and i've seen now actually some adverts on facebook with people in this space doing uh audio like versions of their five-day challenge too, yeah. which is we might explore too so you know it's so much more accessible to listen to things rather than have to focus your eyes as well so It's the
0: same with the celebrities, like you mentioned before. Like there are some podcasters who hate the fact that loads of celebrities have podcasts, but I really welcome it because it makes it more mainstream. It makes it so that all those people who've never heard of podcasts before, understand what they are they might they might
1: go and get it just because someone famous has got it and then find all these others say somebody's thinking about having a podcast
2: or starting (laughs) one what are the things that they should think here's some boxes i should tick to make me go for it yeah if i'm not ready to tick those boxes maybe i should wait the very first thing i think you should do is be on a
0: podcast as a guest you need to know what it's like yeah like dip your toe in the water, figure out whether it's something that you enjoy. And I've got loads of resources I can send over to you to share with your audience, if you like, where... Yeah, you we'll know, put how... links
2: in the show notes. Sure, room. yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, so like how to pitch to to a podcast so I can I can share all that with you so do that first of all but then like I was talking about before get that strategy together you know which microphone you buy is not the most important thing at this stage the most important thing is, is it,
1: that, what, that can get people stuck <laughs> so that's the kind of thing that irritates me as well because yeah.
2: I don't want to think about it so we just went to our podcast producer what do we need and he sent us a link to Amazon and we bought it so yeah. no but, thinking yeah, no before that
1: I had a, all the stuff what I bought through this old other podcast training thing. It was silver case with everything you need to do podcasting in it, which we just took around on all our different events that we were yeah. going and never actually got it out of the thing because t- all the stuff was too too scary. But it, I think it's changed. You don't have to do it. Like in my mind, I, I imagined I'd have to go and meet the guests that we were going to be um, interviewing yeah. and set it all up and set their mic up, my mic up. Yeah. Head for, you know, like I overcomplicated it really um, just because the, the training that I've been on had kind of given that. Whereas obviously now I've got a mic that yeah, not cool all the time, as you just heard. Yeah. Then, so and what that, that's Be that's on it. You know, that's be all. on a podcast is a great. So be be on
0: a podcast. There. Microphone mm-hmm. is not the most mm-hmm. important thing. Just get a mic. If you've got a mic to get started with, start with it. But do upgrade because, as you guys know, audio is like the most important thing when you're podcasting. You know, the listener experience and so on. So just start where you are. Um, And then get a strategy. Why are you doing it? Who is it for? What is the best format for it? So you might think, I get so many people say to me, I want to start an interview podcast, but their purpose of starting a podcast is to grow an audience. Those two things don't overlap because what you're doing when you have a guest on your show, quite rightly, like they're the star of the show, aren't they? It's all about, oh, look at this shiny new guest. But if you're looking to grow an audience, it's about, hold on a minute, I'm helping somebody else to grow their business
1: rather than my own. You're just the great audience, not the Tom Cruise on the thing. Exactly.
0: So it's about thinking about the format that is going to be best for your purpose and also for the content that you're putting out there. Once you've done all that, you can think about all the sexy stuff then, like the artwork and the microphone and your setup and you know what the podcast is going to be called? Like, oh god, big, that's a
2: hard one, isn't it? It
0: is. People get so hung up, and it genuinely stops them. Like, I've had mm. people say to me they've not started their podcast for like over two years because they can't think of the right name. Yeah. Just start the goddamn thing. You can. Always that's not the it. real
2: reason, though, is it? There, of course, it isn't. Yeah. Never is. It's, it's always fear. fear. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Always fear comes back to fear of being judged, fear of being laughed at, fear that they don't like the sound of the voice, fear that it's going to take oh, up too much time. Even when I listen
2: now, I still think, God, Anita you
1: Sound
2: like a man? <laughs> You're not sound like a man.
1: Yeah. you don't. If, if it accidentally all. like goes on to our podcast, like if I'm listening to another podcast, and then obviously because we're own, yeah, yeah, and, accidentally. And it, and it, and quite, I do listen to some of them sometimes, you know, like to get feedback and stuff because it's good to do. I listen to if, try and get better. If, yeah, if it accidentally like goes on to, us, think, oh, shut up. <laughs> Skip that, move on to the next one. I'm not yeah. listening to that. So, so yeah, even yeah. over 200 episodes
0: in, you're not going to like the sound of your voice, but don't mm. worry about it. Don't let that stop you. I think you've just got to think to yourself it's not about me, it's about my listeners. Yeah. yeah. And this is like, I'm going to get really cheesy here, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. And this was particularly true during lockdown. Like, there was a lot of people. Who wanted to start the podcast, but they kept saying, Oh, I don't like my voice, I don't like this, I don't like that, oh, what am I gonna talk about? And they were brilliant people, like amazing women who had so much to give. I would just say to them, like, what if there's just one person out there who is really lonely this week? And you're like the one chance that they've got this week to feel like understood or connected mm-hmm. or a bit happier and give them some fun you, you, you never know like the ripple effects that you can have and mm. honestly you probably will never know either because you don't True. you don't meet all your listeners but yeah. just knowing that that's happening I think that's yeah.
2: massive myself I
0: think that's huge it is yeah and
2: you're right it takes you out of your own headspace makes you realize that it's about other people not just about you definitely yeah yeah. and also you know your voice is your voice it's it's not going to change so focus on the things that you can change in your life that actually Mm. matter and no one else will think it if you're thinking it about yourself no one else will be thinking it except people probably think she sounds like a man (laughs) (laughs) she never (laughs) tell me that's
1: fine (laughs) <laughs> when they see a photo of the Get a Savvy club, oh, it's two women. <laughs> your, well, <laughs> your dad did call you Ian the other day. Didn't yeah, he? he did.
2: But I think that's more of a reflection of his like mental capacity than <laughs> we, that right me. I don't
1: we were on a facetime call so we always ask two questions on this um mm-hmm. podcast one is we're the get savvy club so what makes you savvy you take that any way you want i
0: think i've never been scared of doing the right thing and saying the right thing for what's going on around me i guess i'm like that mama bear people tell me that i'm a bit like a mama bear like i stand up and look after and I don't like seeing an underdog being trodden on um it's why we do a lot of the work we do because you know I could go out and help huge podcasters with massive budgets but I love working with indie podcasters those with like no team who were up at midnight trying to edit the show and I love doing all of that so I think what makes me savvy is I'm brave I stand up say what I think and what I believe in Excellent. Yeah, and obviously. turning
1: you back on that 20-year corporate career mm. is massive. That's pretty easy. savvy too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there'll be loads of people <laughs> listening to this that are like, you know, wanting to, not going for it, you know, and it is, you know, it's, it's well worth doing when you do it. But mm. the other question we ask is for you to recommend a book, something that's helped you along the way. It can either be a marketing book, business book, or a personal development book.
0: Oh, God, that's so hard because I've got loads I'm reading at the moment. I'm that person who always has like three or four on the go. Yeah, I'm the same. One I'm reading at the moment, which I am loving, and it's really helping us with our Emmeline launch, actually. It's getting me into that headspace of like uber-feminist, <laughs> um, <sister. with, laughs> which is uh, Difficult Women. The author is evading me right now, but I can share it with you. After I've this. never heard of that. It's <laughs> incredible. So it's told through stories of difficult women. So, what difficult women have achieved over time? Yeah. Those women who don't roll over and just sort of say yes, or
2: and that's such a negative label. And actually, yeah. be a difficult
0: woman. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Up for what you believe in and keep exactly. going. Exactly, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's about embracing this label of yeah, I am a difficult woman and tough shit. You know, yeah. what are you going to do
2: about it? <laughs> yeah, Anne and I are on like a mission to change the negative words. Like selfish shouldn't be a negative. It yeah, be, be selfish. You know, and be bossy. Yeah, all they? of those things. That yeah. I was always told all... I was bossy. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. And my first husband used to call me aggressively independent because oh he'd go, oh, God. God, don't do that. And I'd be like, fuck off. That's worry, so I'm passive aggressive, aggressive, though, like oh, to I add did, the oh, word God. independent on. him up in <laughs> oh, it is yeah,
0: though isn't it very, just adding yeah. the word independent to sort of make you feel a bit better about the fact you've just yeah. been called aggressive yeah when I, when
1: I had jobs I was always got like called too ambitious aggressive like yeah. you know if I was a man and behave in the same way then I think would have been say it would have been like oh she's an alpha, alpha male
2: but because that, I was in corporate for a long time and uh I mean marketing and managed ad agencies and what have you and mm. they take, they're charging you a lot of money and they'll take the piss so you have to kind of be a bit firm with them and yeah. the um account director once actually sat in a room with me and said to my face oh I wouldn't want to be married to you <laughs> I just was like well, well we luckily, at you're never going to get the chance, my love. Yeah, this is my job, <laughs> and I'm really good at my job, thanks. Don't go take it <laughs> home and start going, right, let's have a project plan for dinner. Come on. Oh, my <laughs> God. that's awful so yeah go and read
0: that I'm glad I've sort of given you a book that you've not heard of before um so Difficult Women I'm really sorry if the author ever listens to this but I will remember you Um, it's an incredible book it gets you fired up it makes you really proud to be a woman and if you've got something difficult that's happening in your life right now or you've got a big challenge we all have yeah. read it just like one of the chapters you'd be like my god I can do anything it's it's really really good
1: thanks for an end, Lindsay so if anybody's listening to this and they're like oh god you sounds pretty cool which you probably will where do you want them to find you where's the best place oh
0: well there's a few places so I've got a, a group on Facebook called the podcasting for business community and that's got people in there who already have podcasts and who are thinking of starting and we've got tons of free resources in there and then you can tap me up on Instagram I've not said that before I don't even know where that tap came me from up. tap me up <laughs>
2: <laughs> it sounds cool. You ought start using it.
0: Yeah, you can tap me up on Instagram, either (laughs) at the Podcast (laughs) Boutique or at uh, We Are Emmeline. So we've got a couple of accounts on there. So yeah, just come and find us and always happy to speak to newbies and people who are looking to get started and give them a bit of, you know, confidence to get going. So And she's on
1: LinkedIn, which she's not. I'm
0: on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, that's where you found me. So yeah, Yeah. come and find me on LinkedIn as well. Good luck with Emmeline. Sounds really exciting. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast podcast app to rate review and subscribe awesome
2: so yeah interesting woman and i love podcasts i love books i love talking i love audio i love free stuff so what's not to love with podcasts (laughs) and um i genuinely think that you do need if you're going to have a podcast you do need some help because what makes you think you can do it all yourself and then you know we see people who are like no i edit it all my i need to think really how long does that that have a life yeah and uh You know, unless you're already famous and getting great sponsorship, they're not massive money spinners, especially initially. So, you know, you're not going to make your riches by editing your own podcast. So, yeah, just just get out there and do it. It's my advice. Just do
1: it. Oh, don't forget, by the way, if you're listening to this and if you haven't screenshotted this episode or any of our episodes yet to try and win a book, do it. So screenshot this episode. Tag us on social media, and then if you are the lucky one, then you will get the book that Leslie... Difficult Women. Difficult Women. Actually, I like the sound of that that book. I'm going to go and get that.
2: So uh, we had a a chat with someone recently, and um, we always talk to people about what's going wrong in their business where do they want to be and why aren't they there what's standing in their way and and he said that he feels that he's not very good at selling and that he actually doesn't even sell he doesn't try to sell he just has conversations with people and it's not turning in everyone loves what he does
1: and all the free stuff he gives and it's not turning into sales so he wanted us to help with that. Yeah so this is really common because you probably are great at what you do and you probably can add lots of value and you can probably help lots of people and you probably do help people but just not at the level that you want to so whether that's you've not got the volume. people yet or whether you're not making the money that you want to make from it and that is completely normal it will be because you've just not set the intention enough you're having conversations if this is hitting somewhere on you you know that it's because you're not daring to ask for the sale or you're not confident or you're not leading the process. So you really need to get yourself um, around a coach that can help you with a process for that. It changes things massively. It is a game changer, isn't it? If you know the structure of the sales call when you're going to speak to someone who's a potential client, then you're going to lead it. We like to be led and then you're going to get the outcome that you want. Conversations are great, but ultimately if you have a business and you want to be selling and you you want people to buy your stuff, not very often do people say, well go ahead then ha- how do i work with you what's the price what you know you're very lucky if somebody directs that back to you you've got to lead it and you've got to and um, take them on a journey and there is a way to do it we help our um get savvy intensive clients with but it's around structure and having a structure in the conversation that they have and where you want to take them and uh, remembering to make the offer
2: yeah there's a few elements you have to have in there that lots of people don't mm. so it's got to be led by an outcome you're not selling the stuff so lots of people yeah. think that they've got to add more stuff in because they're not making the sales That's so they hard, do even yeah. more more PDFs and then even more hours of masterclasses and all that and actually they're not buying the stuff, they're buying the outcomes. And that's what you're selling and you need to focus on that. You need to clearly articulate it. And I think one of the problems people have is when they are nervous about selling, they tend to use more words. And actually if somebody's silent when you've just told them what you can do for them or how much it costs or whatever, it's because they're digesting that information and they're having to think about it and then coming back with their next question maybe. So don't be afraid to just give them some information and then have a little pause and then let people adjust to that, digest it and think about how they want to respond. Because if you just keep giving people more information, then they just feel overwhelmed and they're like, okay, I need to take it away and think about it. You get that answer a lot, that's because you're overwhelming them with loads more information than is needed. So actually, one of the best things you can do to your sales structure is just strip 50% of it out and just go in, be really focused on the outcome, focused on them, ask loads of questions so you can use what their desires and aspirations are. Are back at them based on your outcomes clearly present the price and then just pause and let people digest all of that and move forward in the way that they need to well, yeah and we, we make sure that our clients have a structure which is a number of probably five or six questions that they go with and that should that call go off a tangent because someone is talking about something different they bring it back by saying okay you know in their mind here's the next question and they bring it back to that tangent all the time and once they get it and start closing those
1: deals. It's like a superpower. It's awesome. Resist the urge to help them too much, which is really, really hard. And it's a common problem that we have, which I'm guilty of this because you can help them. You want to help them, but actually you're not doing yourself or them any favours because if you give too much away or if you help them too much on that initial call, you might overwhelm them. You might give them too much stuff to be getting on with. And, you know, then you've lost the sale and they've they've gone off to have a go themselves. And we know if they have a go themselves, they're only going to get so far. They're probably going to need you further down the line. You're not serving them really by helping them too much. You know, give them enough that they understand how you can help them and then obviously lead them to, to buy from you. So then you can work with them better.
2: But it is a learned skill. So, you know, if you're like, oh, selling's not for me – it's got to be for you. If you've got your own business, yeah. it has to be for you. And you, you. do, and it is you a do skill so, that You You yeah. can learn. You can improve. You can. Yeah. And practice makes perfect. So one of the and things you, we do when we start to work with clients is give them an initiative that is going to get them on ten or fifteen or twenty sales calls really fast. Yeah. Um, because then they're going through this structure and they're you know they're only going to get better by doing it. So that's important to do. So if you shy away from it, you're going to be even worse at it, unfortunately.
1: And, and you sell even if you think that you don't like in your day to day life. So you might be a mom that ha- wants to make. Sure, that your child eats healthily, so you're going to be selling that concept to your child as much as you can because you want them to eat eat healthily. You might sell the idea of going, you're not supposed to
2: lie to potential clients, are you? It's (laughs) all right to lie to children, it's
1: going to give you big muscles. Yeah, there it is. you've got to eat that fish, we're going to get big
2: muscles if you eat that. That's Or you might want to be different just after eating it. Being
1: persuasive, then you know, you, you need to persuade people in your day to day life. So, if you think that you're not selling, well, you are. you're always everybody's got an agenda on some level and you will have sold without intentionally selling or thinking you're selling it's just because we overcomplicate it or get fearful around it in our minds because we think oh well I've never had a job where I'm a salesperson therefore I can't do it and it's not that and we actually don't want you to be like a sleazy car salesman type because that's going to make a percentage of your uh, potential clients run away so it's not about being like that either it's about um doing it the right way with a structure because the structure's there for them and it's there for you as well because I am the tangent go offer so just having that list and being able to think oh we need to bring it back to this in the godsend so but i
2: hope that helps you don't shy away from it and uh do you know what messages we can help you definitely. yeah if you need but it. have whatever time of day it is for you have a fantastic morning evening afternoon night time does anyone listen to this in the middle of the night struggling to sleep i don't know
1: yeah write into us let us know (laughs) see you all soon bye. Bye. bye
2: that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club